American Giant makes the durable, comfortable spring closet staples you need for work, the gym, and even happy hour. Made in America. Designed to last a lifetime. Get 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with code STAPLE20. So it was 56, 57 degrees here in Chicago today. And obviously the last week has been like minus 20 everywhere. Just came back from a great week in Cleveland, by the way. Just as cold there. So I took one of those, what do they call like rich mom walks. I just put on my headphones because work is very slow, obviously, this week. So I just walked around our neighborhood and down to the lake for like an hour today. And one of my old classics came on one of my playlists, In the End by Linkin Park. And I let it play. And I realized, I'm not going to go through every single line in this song. Every single line in this song can be tied back to this season. Do you have any good examples? Yes. First of all, all I know, time is a valuable thing. Watch it fly by is the pendulum swings. Like, we spend so much time on this godforsaken team and just rarely get anything out of it. Before you go to number two example, welcome back to the Dogs of War podcast. Hey! You got Raleigh. And Kevin, welcome back to the number one Browns podcast in the world. We're here, and the song is also appropriate in the end because now we are officially mathematically eliminated from the playoffs, even though we were really, you know, two months ago. Um, I kept everything inside, and even though I tried, it all fell apart. We all keep so much anger in throughout these weeks and throughout this season. Um, I tried so hard and got so far, but in the end, it doesn't even matter. The offseason we had and this season of just landmines we've been going through week after week since March. We had to fall to lose it all. And in the end, it doesn't even matter. I hope it matters in the end, but I had to fall to lose it all. We had to you know, lose essentially the next like three, four years of draft picks. Um, now, I'm not listen to me. I'm not saying wait, I'm not trying to be doom and gloom for the future. I mean, just this season. Um, in spite of the way you were mocking me, acting like I was part of your property, the whole NFL looking at us like you guys are a joke. But we're used to that by now. And then one more. I can go on. Literally, I can do every single line. Uh, no, type. No, I'm going to do one great. more. I, I'm in. Keep going. And the end, you know, the I've put my trust in you, pushed as far as I can go. For all this, there's only one thing you should know. I tried so hard and got so far, but in the end, it doesn't even matter. Like that last, like that last part of that song is so good. I put my trust in you push as far as I can go. I put my trust in these coaches, in this organization, in this GM, in these owners, because I don't have any other choice. And we push so hard and get there. And here we are once again, a worse record than last year. I know the situation. I understand we had to make sacrifices to get our first franchise quarterback, you know, ever. Knock but it, but it, I'm just looking at it from a hundred thousand foot look down. Forget all the other bullshit that's been going on for the last couple of years and in the quarterback carousel and all that. At the end of the day, it does. The NFL is a numbers game. It doesn't even matter in the end because we are still the last three years. Every season has gotten worse record wise, and we can do all the blame game and everything. But again, I'm looking at it from a a big big macro view, and it just sucks. And we once again find ourselves here. 
But yes, that is my abstract poetic look at this season in the end by Lincoln Park because I could realize or I could tie every single line to this season. Well, first off, I would like to be the first to say, and I guarantee people are thinking it, I am impressed that you know so many Lincoln Parks lyrics. Were they an eighth grade brand for us? They Age. were a, I think, late grade school. When did Hybrid Theory come out? Oh, three? Yeah, you know the album. They were like middle too. school, high school. They are they were, one of my all-time favorites. They were the band that all I knew is, I'm like, wow, the beginning of this song is really cool. And then the guy just starts singing a bunch of emo lyrics, which no offense <laughs> to people that clearly like Lincoln Park. I'm just like, okay, well, it's pretty depressing. But you're right. There are a lot of parallels between that singer and this franchise. Did he die, by the way? Hybrid Theory was 2000. Um, yes, we are. Uh, rest in peace, Chester. Rest in Died peace. Died a few years ago. Yep. Um, um, they were a staple. They're always going to be a staple in my music library. So this week was a normally like we're all kind of used to the the Browns like uh, losses where you go down for about a week and then you're back. This one put me into a just a dark silence as far as like thinking about them. Like I truly, truly block them out. Like normally I'll think of like, I'll think about them enough to post what I'm thinking. But uh, there was like the loss itself, which was frustrating as hell. Also, I couldn't help but just feel legitimately bad for everyone that was there, including the Browns players. I'm like playing in that weather. And eh, some of them. That sucks. Yeah. Most of them. Some, most of I mean, them. yeah, they're all making millions and all that. So I'm just no, like, I'm with 20,000 people came to that game. And I am sorry that they granted the seats were like tickets were like a buck each. So cool. But there was like a it was like a stair step downwards. One, the loss itself. It's finally done. But then I don't know what to make of Haslam saying I would like an air raid offense just like tennessee like where the hell does that come from <laughs> are you getting more involved with this franchise which i like it when he just signs the checks and stays the hell away and then the article about grossy saying that paul d podesta has been calling the plays all year and stefanski hasn't really had any play calling power like is what? that i'm gonna i'm gonna cut you off because you're okay i'm glad you said that because respectfully it's wrong but it's also what a lot of people on social media are believing right now. Here's the thing. D Podesta is chief strategy officer, director, whatever the hell it is. He is laying out the, the game plan, the roadmap in terms of what he wants his offense to be compiled of in terms of the types of plays and when blah, blah, blah. No one is in Stefanski's ear saying run here, pass here. However, it is very well known inside that building. And this is the reason why uh, Dorsey didn't work out. It's the, it's the analytics way or the highway, right? Stefanski knows they prefer to be a or pass than run in a lot of different situations. We still run the ball more than most teams. I get that. So I think that people saw that. And again, our problem with society today, along among many things is that most people are just headline only readers. We're all guilty of it, but and I think that Grossi's article, uh, it's a good article. Again, we give Grossi a lot of shit for over the years, but the guy writes great articles um, most of the time. 
American Giant makes the durable, comfortable spring closet staples you need for work, the gym, and even happy hour. Made in America. Designed to last a lifetime. Get 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with code STAPLE20. It is not, no one's in Stefanski's ear, but it's just the, the, the Browns' reliance on analytics is what people, what makes people question some of these play calls in very different situations in the game. Does that make sense? Yeah, but also I hear what you're saying. You're saying that in real time, they're not saying run this or deep Podest is not saying run this, but the analytics department Stefanski is adhering to to save his job. I don't think, I, I think the answer, and I've been wrong many times before, and the answer is Stefanski calls the plays. He makes the game plans. But he's not 100% autonomous in the sense that there's a lot of things that he knows Haslam and Depot expect to see in those game plans. You know what I mean? Yeah, which in my opinion, like, I feel like that's just as bad or worse that you basically are forcing a guy to be a yes man, if that's what it is, or if Stefanski is making these calls on his own and they suck, that sucks too. I'm like, uh, it's just so frustrating. I'm excited for the off season to be actually here. Oh, we're taking Uh, a long break. We're taking a long break. I I don't know how these guys are expected to like play with, I mean, with, with fire. With regards to so okay, I'm glad about because I was going to go there next. With regards to the Tennessee stuff, it's I don't know if he's actually come out and said this, but a lot of people are reporting that Stefanski is safe for next year. I don't think that's a big surprise. I want him around. We'll get into that. But Haslam was watching his all or his pride and joy Tennessee Volunteers, the football team, the college team, not the Titans, and was watching how their air raid offense, or I guess parts of that air raid offense was so successful this year. And he wants to bring some of that to the Browns. Now we're not going to go straight up air raid West coast and forget the run. We invested in that O line. We invested in the running game. That's not happening. We're never just going to abandon that. But as a lot of people are reporting and writing and tweeting and podcasting, I would not be surprised if they bring in someone who's very, very fluent, and experience in those air raid West coast pass heavy offenses to help bring just a little bit more of that dynamic, because it's no secret that the Browns analytics people value passing way more than they value running. Even though I understand we run the ball more than most Um, in terms of the players in the fire, what I was saying for several episodes, credit to me, uh, Greg Newsom came out at his press conference this week and said, these next two games are going to prove who wants to be here next year and moving forward. And I am all in on that. This is a big time, you know, put up or shut up. So we are going to see who wants to be a part of this team and where they're going in the future. Um, so, yeah, that's my that's my there. But again, what and I know you don't think this, but I'm just saying there's a lot of people out you're outside of your mind if you think like depots in the headset, like calling plays. He just builds the overall roadmap strategy about this. And we can get into more of that because I have I have depot written down on my notes here if to go over, but what do you got? Yeah, no, that's that's a good explanation. I wish I would have consulted with you before spending 
no, 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 no. I'm just we don't waste I, time because there's a lot of people talking about it. No, no, not in this podcast. But I'm saying I made a a video meme. It took like three hours that I haven't posted yet. From Revenge of the Nerds. It's still relevant. I'm still going to post it. I don't care if it's entirely accurate or not. But I'm gonna as soon as we sign off, I'm gonna post that bad boy. I'm just saying, like, oh, I guess I could have made it a little more uh, factually accurate. But you could change it because I saw it. you could change it to make something like. And again, I, I don't, this doesn't happen, but it's more vague. You could be like, you know, Depot proofreading Stefanski's like, you know, game plan drafts or, you know what I mean? That could yeah. be funny. Anyway, you could, you could just change the wording. You have to change the video. The video is awesome. Um, here's, uh, here's the thing where a lot of people question the analytics, question Stefanski. We run the ball, like I've said already 10 times this episode in the whole year, we run the ball more than most teams. Chubb gets a ton of carries, and that's how it's been. And that's how it's going to keep being moving forward. Here's the thing, though. I'm going to put. I'm going to try to make a boxing analogy. Why I, I'm not. I don't box, but we did a little bit. You and I did a couple classes with trainer. No big deal. But <laughs> Thirty pounds ago. What is the point in boxing? You are trying to hit your opponent or hit the bag in front of you. Correct. Correct. Punching is what you're supposed to be doing. Now, if my opponent has his two gloves up covering his entire face. I can punch his gloves a hundred times. That's what you're supposed to do punch, right? But if he's got that guard up, it does not matter. Go for the body. Body's wide open. And then when he goes down to there, then you go back to the head, right? Yeah. Use what's available. Don't just go to the head when you can't because it's blocked. This guy has two gloves over his face, blocking his face. What we are seeing here. And I think what people are so frustrated by is, yeah, we throw a hundred punches every single game. And that's the thing. Like we're, yeah, we're heavy hitters. We're big runners. The punches are, are the run game, but the body's wide open. Sometimes that pass is wide open or another play, a QB sneak or something else is open. And we continue to rely on just punching and punching and punching and not going for the body or other places. You know what I'm saying? It made sense in my head, whatever. No, but, I think, I think that was pretty close. I'll try to so, add on to that. But I'm just saying like, yeah, we can run a billion times a game and we're going to keep doing that. But it's some of these situations like third and two and fourth and two again against the new Orleans saints. We haven't got into this last game. Damn it. That people are like, what are we doing? Airing it out now. Like why we run all game. We punch all game. The body's open. That defense is starting to break down on the Saints, and we throw it and air it out. You know, I just so that's that's my poor analogy. It made sense in my head again. I don't think that was a poor analogy. I mean, I, I was following at least what you're saying. It doesn't have to be a like thousand. you keep punching the dude's head, but he's got his gloves in front of his head. You're not going to make contact. Hit the body. Then he goes down to protect the body. Yeah, go take back what's to the available. Head. Take what's Thank available. You. Yes, there but you that, go. Yes. Yeah. So I think everyone would agree with that. Where it's like. The lack of in-game adjustments seems pretty apparent, which I, I want to give Deshaun some compliments. But before that, issues with Stefanski. There's telling players where to punch or in the box or where to punch. This is going to make your analogy look like a Hall of Famer. But I swear it's like they don't know who they are. They don't prepare themselves at they just look unprepared and it's like, they're, they're not chess pieces. They're human beings and get the absolute most you can out of the human beings that you have. I feel like so much of the blame is deflected to 
oh, we don't have this player. We don't have that player. Like, well, why don't we win with the guys that we have? And if it's Stefanski's play calling isn't getting the job done or he's in a slump or whatever it is, then why don't we make some adjustments? Have Van Pelt call it. Like, there's no week-to-week, game-to-game, quarter-to-quarter adjustments apparent throughout this entire season. But And the record reflects it. It sucks, dude. So in terms of what you're just saying right there, again, we have no clue what's going on in there. They keep this stuff so tight. And I, I respect it. Like, I like the Belichick method of keeping things in-house. But, I mean, we literally get absolutely nothing from anyone there. I'm not, I'm not talking about the fan base. Not you and I, obviously. A lot of people are saying that they feel – people like the Browns writers and everything are saying that they feel that Joe Woods is right now more safe than not safe in terms of his job next year. So, and again, we are not here to, to run people out of town. We're not saying – Everyone, young and old, if it hasn't happened yet, it will. Comes a time in your life where either you're going to get fired or you're going to mutually agree with your employer that it just ain't working out. Doesn't mean you're you're bad at that job. Doesn't mean you're you're not intelligent or any of that stuff. It just not every situation works out for both parties. It's just how it is. Doesn't matter if it's football, life, relationships, it whatever. He could still go on and be an amazing coach elsewhere. I'm not knocking Joe Woods, the guy or the coach. Here's the issue. If we don't change things up on the defense and just run it back out, roll the balls back out there again next year, what are we doing? It's not working. Whatever's yeah. going on, it's not working. This this BS with Miles sitting out the first series, I don't know what happened behind the scenes. I don't care what it is, but that's absurd. When Delpit sat out a play a few weeks ago for disciplinary, that's just stupid too. Not saying whatever they did was right or because I don't know what it was. And then uh, Greg Newsom being asked his press conference this week, what do you think? You know, do you think there's going to be turnover with the defensive staff next year? And he goes, that's out of my pay grade, which means if you read the tea leaves, I, I don't want to even talk about that because right. Really so. You don't want to know what I want to say about that. It, it just, and then today in Joe Woods press conference, they're like, what's going on with this uh, run block? And he just goes, it's, it's us. It's the coach's fault. Like he's trying to get himself fired. The point is, it ain't working and it's year. Everyone's like, well, you know, three, you know, it's a second. Third. No, it ain't working. And you can't like my man, Einstein, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. I'm not saying he's a bad coach and could go and not go somewhere and have a fantastic career and be successful. It ain't working. Something needs to change. Wait, I agree with everything you said from a logic standpoint. I also think that Stefanski might be safe, but the, regardless of what happens, like my gut instinct on who the blame does fall with, like everything you just said about insanity, the definition is the same thing over and over again. Well, what the hell is Joe Woods's direct supervisor slash the head coach of the team? What has he been doing about it? Cause he hasn't really been doing shit either. Like this whole, the narrative has been three years now of the Browns lack players in various positions, which yes, player personnel, it matters. I'm not saying it doesn't, but can we make adjustments in game, in season with the players that we do have? Because it just seems like there's none. And it's like, what the hell? I, I feel like, I feel like they don't know what's going on or what to do. And, 
back to what you were saying about Newsom. I'm glad he said that's above my pay grade. That's the right thing to say. Absolutely. I kind of feel like that may be a the journalists don't get shit from Stefanski or any of the other coaching staff. So they're going to try to prey on the weak. You know, that's not the first time a player's been asked, hey, what went wrong? You know what I mean? Like, like I wish the journalists would leave the players alone and just hound the coaches. But who am I to? On the other hand, though, you go, you're not going to ever get anything from a coach. You'll get, well, in the old days, you could. You're going to get everything out of a player. But you can't just go talk to them one-on-one anymore. It's got to be in the press conference. got to be in front of a hundred people. So it's, it's just different nowadays. And I get that, but I know I get what you're saying at the same time. I like, and I know you're saying like, why can't Stefanski take over and make some additional judgments on defense or push for that. Stefanski's not a defensive coach. He's the offense guy. And I like that. He gives that autonomy as much as I don't like what's going on on the defensive side of the ball. I like that Stefanski just lets them do it. Um, but <laughs> we've been doing this for so long. It's time to change it up. And also, I will say one more thing. Again, I don't know anything about how the analytics work and all that. And I know Depot's not in the headset, but the last, I don't know, what, three, four coaches, they have been fired. Hugh and Freddie, and don't even get me started with that. Analytics or not, that was that needed to happen, of course. But when is the person at the top who's building this strategy going to be judged and held responsible? Is it always is it always going to be the coach's fault forever? Is Depot ever going to be challenged on whatever this strategy that he's building out is? I don't know. Again, I don't know how this shit works behind the scenes, but at what point is it going to be like and no disrespect, right? The dude has obviously had a hell of a career. They made a damn movie about him. All right. Different sport, but that's a whole nother thing we can get into. But at, at what point does it need to come back to just more football, man, more football? not numbers. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that because Raleigh, there's a reason I don't have that job. But anyway, we lost 17 to 10 to New Orleans Saints, a team who plays majority of their games in a dome in a warm city. (laughs) They were literally laughing at us on the sidelines and they should. Uh, I went to 4 p.m. because that game was on Christmas Eve. I went to 4 p.m. mass with my family, OLA and West Park. Shout out West Park. Uh, Because 4 p.m. mass, we drove with like, you know, half the fourth quarter still going on. My dad and I, uh, you know, my mom and sisters went to the church. My dad and I just sat in the parking lot in the car because it was still 345 and we still had a few minutes. Anyway, once the game finally ended on that stupid end of the series and he got sacked, we just got turned the car off, got right out. Within 10 seconds of that game ending, I was sitting in a pew in a church and I was like, this is so appropriate right now to sit here and just ask the good Lord why did you put me here as a Browns fan? I'm not an overly religious person. Let's be real. But you just sit there like a few seconds after the game ends and I'm just in a church. I'm like, first of all, we should probably be doing this more often. Browns fans should probably go to church way more often because maybe that'll work. We haven't tried that yet. Tried everything else. But I just wonder, man, <laughs> when the hell are we going to find? Is this going to pay off? <laughs> Ever? <laughs> But hey, I will. Uh, one more thing on that game. Shout out to anyone who went to that game. Good God. Second coldest uh, Browns game of all time, which is saying a lot sitting on the shores of Lake Erie there. That defense did not have any interest in playing that second half. Yeah. I, if, that, if that's them trying to throw up the, you know, the red flag on, on the coach, I don't know. Um, but they, you could just tell that in cold or not, the, the defense did not want to be on that field. The second half we lost because we didn't want to do what, they did, which is run a lot more. Um, yeah, Slash that was pretty win. embarrassing. 
and uh, we, you know, you can f- give your thoughts on that. But we go into the Washington Commandos house this week, New Year's Day, in Maryland or DC, wherever the hell that stadium is. Carson Wentz is now going to be quarterback after not being injured anymore, and after they're sitting Heineke, who has not won a game in a month. They're two point favorites. For whatever reason, I'm not worried about this game. I'm not intimidated by Carson Wentz or this team. But again, I say this so many times, and we know what happens. Um, yeah, that's uh, gosh, uh, I, I thought what like Watson's stats were not good, but also watching the game, like that last drive was kind of sweet, except. He threw some dimes that game. He can, God, his, the way he throws that ball, man. Once they figure it out with whatever coach, knock on wood, hope it just looks good. I also feel bad about the drops. I'm like, dude, how do you not drop it in that kind of weather? You know what I mean? Amari's feet literally slipped out from under him. Like it was icy somehow in the end zone. They had the tarp sounded all day. There was, I love uh, afterwards. They asked the fans, what happened in the press conference? He goes, Oh, it's condensation. (laughs) Thanks. Thanks coach. Oh my God. But yeah, yeah, that was, you could say, I mean, his feet left him before. I mean, the ball is, I mean, it just is minus 50 degrees guys. That's what happens. I, I would like a retractable dome. I just feel like, it would serve all parties. People are like, oh, no, that weather gives the Browns uh competitive advantage. I'm like, well, in the past 22 years, when the hell has this team ever been known for utilizing competitive advantages? Might as well be comfortable if we're going to watch them yep. shit the bed. Preach. I'm not, I think Deshaun's gotten better every week. I, I, for the first time in my life, I'm not worried about the quarterback position of the Cleveland Browns. Notice we've been talking about everything but that. Um, hey, on a quick lighter note, side note, happy birthday, Miles Garrett. Today's his birthday, December 29th. Hey, happy birthday, Miles Garrett. So we're going into uh, Washington to play the Commandos, Riverboat Ron, this weekend. Right now, our record sits at six and nine. You want to do it or me? The predictions? No, I was going to say nice, but. Oh, n- nice, nice, nice. Yeah, let's give it up. Predictions. Oh, and by the way. Uh, I don't want to do Predictions. Do predictions when we're mathematically not eliminated from the playoffs. All right. That's fair. I'll say, uh, let's go something stupid, like 13 to two. Yeah. Browns. Yeah. 16 to 10 Browns. Are we really going to, I guess New Year's day is better than New Year's Eve. Yeah. Always, guys always will be. Um, so that's a good day to sit at the bar all day and just watch and maybe we make some money. We'll see. Um, anyway, that's all I got. Good stuff. Well, thank you all for listening to Dogs War Podcast, continuously ranting about this team and this season. Our hopes are still going to be high because, like we always say in Cleveland, see you next Sunday. For Raleigh, for myself, thank you once again. Happy New Year. Good night, Cleveland.